How many of us, you're driving by yourself, you just talk to Allah. You can talk in English, it's okay. One day in Arabic, inshallah. Talk in English, Ya Allah, I've done some pretty messed up things. You know. Spell them out. Spell them out until you cry. Ya Allah, I want to change. I don't want to do that anymore. Help me change. I don't want to make excuses. I already learned al-ma'adhiru makatib. I don't want to be that person. That's, you know... You are in full view of yourself. You know exactly what you're capable of. And what we do as human beings, we put a front up. We put a facade up for other people. We put an image of ourselves up before others. Of course, I don't lay my sins out to you and you don't lay your sins out to me. So we all have good opinion of each other. But you know what? You keep a front up for so long that you forget that there's another reality to you that's not the one that you present before the world. That's the one in the mirror. And you start faking. The fake you is what you see in the mirror. That's, you're supposed to see the real you in the mirror. Not the fake one. You have to be honest to yourself. Take a good look at your own self. Even if he keeps throwing excuses, excuses, excuses. He's got a justification for pretty much everything he or she does. You can't point a finger at them at all. Allah is not, and by the way, that self-defense mechanism that all of us have, if you criticize me, I'll defend myself. Why'd you say that? Well, you know, it's wrong, but... And then there's a paragraph. Why'd you do that? Yeah, I know I shouldn't do that, but... You should consider, and then paragraph. There's always a rationale. But you know what? Give your rationale to the judge. Give it to the cop. Give it to the teacher. Give it to your parents. Give it to the wife. Give it to the husband. Don't give it to yourself. To yourself, stop throwing excuses. Admit. First thing Adam salam was taught once he came to the you know to the earth is so powerful. First thing he was taught was admission. It's so powerful. Adam salam made an error, and Allah told him, "I will send you guidance." When he comes to the earth, the first instruction to him, "Rabbana walamna we wronged ourselves. Admit it. Before Allah taught him to ask for forgiveness, وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا Before you ask for forgiveness, you gotta admit. Otherwise, you're asking for forgiveness is empty, it's hollow. That's why really the khutbah from, from Arafat, Yawm al-Arafah, still rings in my head. أَوَّلْ شَيْءٍ قَالَهُ الْخَطِيبِ رَحْمَهُ اللَّهِ يَرْحَمُهُ اللَّهِ وَحَفِظَهُ اللَّهِ قَالْ هَذَا الْيَوْمِ لَيْسَ فَقَدْ يَوْمَ الدُّعَاءَ the day of dua is the day of admission. Admit yourself. I'taraf man ant. Accept, admit who you are. You know, Imam Allah Azza wa Jal. Admit who you are before Allah and then ask. So, walau al-qama'adhira. Even if he keeps throwing all kinds of excuses. Now Allah turns his attention to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. La tuharrik bihi lisanaka lita'ajala bihi. Don't rush your tongue to acquire it quickly. Acquire what quickly? The Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ would rehearse the Qur'an. He was getting so worried that now so much revelation is coming. I mean, you have to understand it's 10 years, right? It's 10 years. But the man doesn't read or write. And two-thirds of the Qur'an starting to come in Mecca. So it's a lot of Qur'an coming. And which surah goes where? And which ayah goes in which surah? Because the whole surah doesn't come down at once. Surah Al-Araf is coming and Surah Al-An'am is coming and they're both long surahs. But he has to know which ayah goes in which surah. 
And while at the same time Surah Al-Muzammil is being completed and you know, Surah Al-Ankabut started getting revealed and he knows, in his, he's all supposed to keep that track of that in his, in his chest. Where does which ayah go? So he's rehearsing and rehearsing and Allah says, you don't worry about that, don't rush your tongue. The question arises, why the change of subject? Allah was talking about a guilty human being. Why, and why immediately the Prophet is being told rushing? There's one connection that some ulama have made. And that is that the human being rushes to sin. But the Prophet is rushing to good deeds. He's rushing to memorize Qur'an. But even rushing to good deeds can be harmful. Just don't rush in life. Take your time with things. بَلْ تُحِبُّونَ الْعَاجِلَ You people love to rush. All of you people. The Prophet is rushing to memorize Qur'an, but you people love to rush to get to the things you want. These petty, you know, petty temptations of yours. وَتَذَرُونَ الْآخِرَةِ And you cast away the Akhirah. You leave it behind. This is afterthought for you. وَجُوهُي يَوْمَ إِذٍ نَاظِرَةِ Some faces on that day are going to be lit up. This is وَجُوهٌ نَكِرَةِ Even though it's a muqtada of a sentence, which is not the norm, which is to, to magnify these faces. Look at these faces. There are some faces, some special faces on that day. They're going to be lit up. They're going to be, you know, hasana, mushriqa. They're going to be lit up. Ila rabbiha nadira. Allahumma ja'alna minhum. They're look. They're going to be looking towards their their master, staring towards him. Nadira. Nadira. يعني أن 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 يرى شيئاً أو أن يبصر شيئاً لمدة. Nadira. To stare at something. To not take your eyes off of something. This is nadira. You know. They're going to be staring at Allah Azza wa Jal. وَوُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ بَاسِرَةٌ And there are faces on that day that are going to be just covered in sadness, extreme sadness. شَدِيدَةُ الْكُلُوحَ وَالْعُبُوسِ These faces are going to be so extreme in their, you know, their, their gloominess and their sadness. تَظُنُّ أَنْ يُفْعَلَ بِهَا فَاقِرَةٌ They're going to be convinced that any moment now, a great catastrophe is about to fall upon them. فَاقِرَةٌ a great catastrophe is going to fall upon them. You know somebody like in the dark and they hear a loud sound and they don't know where it's coming from and it's going to attack them and they don't know where, they're just like in that terror. That's the look they have. Okay, so that's judgment day. Well, let's talk about how you get there. They say there's some, some attributed to the Prophet ﷺ, others attributed to Sahaba, but it's a very common phrase in Arabic. They say, Man mata faqad qamat qiyamatuhu. Whoever dies, his qiyamah has begun. Surah Al-Qiyamah ends with, when does your qiyamah begin? When does my qiyamah begin? It began with Yawm Al-Qiyamah. But our qiyamah, well, the qiyamah comes from the word qiyam. Qama yaqoomu. What does qama yaqoomu mean? Ah, our qiyamah begins when we can't stand anymore. Our qiyamah begins when we lie down. SubhanAllah. Our standing begins when we no longer stand. The irony of it. Allah says, no, no, no. إِذَا بَلَغَتِ التَّرَاقِي When it, meaning the nafs, the ruh, it reaches the hayat, life, it reaches the end tip, the top of the chest. It gets over here. You can feel it leaving. The train is leaving the station. وَقِيلَ And then it is shouted, مَنْ رَاقْ Any doctor out there, any physician, anybody. And قِيلَ لَمْ يَقُلْ قَالَ قَالْ قِيلَ It is said. It's not just said by that guy. His cousin, his mother, his daughter, his son, his, you know, his wife, everybody's screaming, Doctor, doctor, doctor! Qila, it is said. Everybody's saying it. Where are they? Where are they? Get the nurse. You know? You know the word ruqya? It comes from raq. Raqin. 
Man raq. Man yudawihi wa yunjihi min al-mawt. Who's going to give him medicine? Who's going to do ruqya on him? Who's going to protect him, heal him? Wa dhanna. And he came to realize, it settled in on him. Annahu al-firaq. It's time to part. He's looking around at his family. Everybody else is crying and screaming. Get the doctor, get the doctor. And he realizes this is the last time he's seeing them. It's time to go. He realizes also, he's looking at his body and he's saying, it's time to part my body. This is no longer mine. My soul's going to be taken out of here. The time to depart has come. Annahu al-firaq. Waltafat al-saqu bis-saq is such a heavy word. Iltafat al-saqu bis-saq is used in Arabic poetry for a camel when it's walking in the desert and it hasn't had water for a long time. You know it has a big reservoir, right? The camel has a big reservoir of water, but even that runs out. And the camel is just walking and it's just, every step is like it can't take any more steps until its legs, which are very long, get intertwined into each other and it tips over. The last steps the camel takes before its legs lock up into each other and it tips over, they call that iltafati saqu bisaq. The the heel and the leg, it just wrapped up around the other. So the guy is standing and his legs kind of lock into each other and he just, heart attack, he's gone. Then the other meaning of iltafati saqu bisaq, he's lying in bed, the soul is reached over here, people are crying all around him. And in the pain, you know when in pain the patient, he rubs his legs together? He's, you see him like rubbing his feet together, one over the other, because he can't just lie still. This is iltafati saqu bisaq. Ila rabbik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. If you enjoyed this video, please do share it with friends and family. If you want to see more videos from this series, click on the box at the top. If you want to see other videos, click on the box at the bottom. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Thanks.